You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey everybody, it's Drags, Mike Petralia alongside Josue Pavone and Chris Drags. Grenham. Happy draft back. night, guys. Draft We're night. inside the brand new, sparkling Boston <laughs> Celtics Practice <laughs> Center, the Hourback Center here. And it's draft night. First big news, guys, of draft night, the trade of the Atlanta Hawks, between the Atlanta Hawks and the Dallas Mavericks. The Atlanta Hawks trading down to the fifth spot overall, and the Dallas Mavericks trading up to the number three spot. And it's Luka Doncic going to the Dallas Mavericks. Your thoughts? I've never been a Trey Young supporter. So, you know, in, in my personal opinion, I think it's a loss for the Hawks. I think them giving up Luka Doncic is a mistake, um, you know, trading him for Trey Young. I think it's a great pickup for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, you first, you, my mind went right to Dennis Smith and Luka Doncic as a backcourt combination under Rick Carlisle with Doncic being able to kind of learn from Dirk Nowinski uh, in Dirk Nowinski's final season with the Mavericks. So I'm excited for the Mavericks, and I think it's a, I think it's a great move for their organization. Trey Young to the Atlanta Hawks. I agree with that. You know, I'm not crazy about this pick. I just don't see him as a top five guy. I mean, I think clearly Dallas won this trade, and I also think that they missed out on Jaron Jackson. I thought that he would have been a great fit. Agreed. Totally You know, know, to to complement that that front court. However, I guess Atlanta really wants Dennis Schroeder out of town. I mean, I I just think that (laughs) has a lot to do with this move. But, yeah, I mean, I think Dallas came up big on this one. Josue, that's a great segue. Uh, The two bigs that a lot of people had their eyes on in the top eight, Eight picks of this draft anyway the projected Jaron Jackson he goes fourth overall to the Memphis Grizzlies and then Chris it's Mo Bamba a lot of people were hoping thinking maybe projecting him in a trade yeah. here to Boston that's not going to happen at least for now he is off to Orlando right and that just creates a ton of length in their front court alongside Jonathan Oof. Isaac that's like 10,000 feet in length <laughs> it's ridiculous but that's going to be an exciting that rim. protect yeah. that rim yeah there's no shortage of that there'll be a lot of front court length so that's exciting for them and, you know, I think he has probably the most upside, in my opinion, out of any big. I've always been, you know, a Bomba supporter, and DeAndre Ayton's obviously going to be great, but I think he represents the most upside, so I think it's a great move. DeAndre Ayton, of course, did go first overall out of Arizona to the Phoenix Suns and going number two. Again, not a surprise, Marvin Bagley the third. He went to the Sacramento Kings. But back to the bigs. Mm-hmm. want to talk, get your impression on the, on the Memphis Grizzlies, that is, uh, taking their big. 
I, it's a great move. I mean, I, I think Memphis lucked out. I think it was an easy move to make, obviously. You know, you saw who was left on the board. And um, I, I think, you know, this is a team that you could put together a, a, a decent season. You know, they're going to try to make the playoffs. They still have Conley there. They still have, you know, a couple pieces to work with there. But this is a, a great move for Jackson to, to, to create that space and, and develop there in, uh, in Memphis. And then one, I think, underplayed uh, aspect of this, Jaron Jackson can shoot the ball from outside yes. a little bit better, yeah. I think, yeah. than Mo Bamba. I mean, Mo Bamba's got a shot, but that – is certainly, I think, uh, uh, in development. Okay, final point we want to touch on right here before we uh, break away for more draft coverage on CLNS Media, and that is Colin Sexton. Is he the LeBron James in waiting <laughs> in Cleveland? He goes eighth overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. Uh, he had a terrific tournament, uh, and he is a pure sco a scorer out of Alabama. He is. He's a pure scorer. He's a slasher, and if they're looking for points, if LeBron were to leave, he's a good answer. He's going to provide points. That's what he's done throughout his whole career. He's fearless. He's confident. And so if you're looking for someone to come in and, you know, if LeBron were to depart, I think it's a good option. You know, he has, you know, he's not highly regarded like a Michael Porter Jr. or someone like that, but he's mm. going to get you points, and that's what they're going to need if LeBron were to leave. Fifteen yeah. quick seconds, uh, Joe Sway no, on Colin Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Just to piggyback on that, you know what? Whether LeBron stays or leaves, it's a great, great pick for them. You know, yeah. I, I think what he does offensively is, is, is the big difference. Obviously, whether LeBron stays or goes, and, and then also you look at, you know, the trade aspect. I mean. That's a guy that teams will be interested in, you know, if they were to, to flip this deal, you know, throughout the offseason to appease LeBron James, to help him out. Whichever route they go, I think that was the best guy to go with, and I think they made the right choice. Follow our coverage on clnsmedia.com, and, of course, follow us on Twitter, at Celtics, CLNS. He's Josue Pavone. I hope that was 15 seconds. <laughs> and that's Chris Grenham. I'm Mike Petralia. Talk to you soon. I'd like to take a moment to recommend to you a company that I have really, really fallen in love with. That's eLiquid.com. It's summertime. That means it's time to step up your vape game. I enjoy vape while sitting on Boston Harbor thinking about the next podcast guest we may have. Where do I go when it's time for a refill? I browse the largest selection of liquid hardware, replacement coils, and vape accessories and DIY supplies that you'll find anywhere online. That's eLiquid.com. eLiquid makes vape shopping easier than ever. No need to leave the house in search of a specific brand or product anymore. No, just log on to eLiquid.com. The experience is so user-friendly. The customer service is fantastic. Hands down, the best in the industry. And the site stocks, eLiquid stocks 1,800 liquid hardware, replacement coils, everything I mentioned, they, they stock 1,800 items, 44,000 in total are stocked at eLiquid.com. You're all set, baby. In browsing the site, you will find that you're never, ever, when browsing the site, you are never, ever going to be short of anything. I mean, as a matter of fact, you're going to find items you didn't even know existed. Like I said, 1,800 eLiquids in stock. 44,000 items in stock. So whether you're on your uh, on your computer or a smartphone on the go, it doesn't matter. E-Liquid site is so user-friendly. Uh, the shopping experience is one that makes you want to go back over and over and over again. And they are the industry leader with amazing and fast shipping. Most orders ship on the same day if you order by 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And like I said, best in-class customer service available to help you Monday through Sunday. That's That's seven days a week, guys. So, now that you've heard all about my favorite uh, vape company, eLiquid, we're going to give you a special offer. For 20% off your first purchase, visit E-L-I-Q-U-I-D 
eliquid.com slash garden. That's eliquid.com slash garden. Use the promo code garden at checkout. Again, 20% off your first order. That's a huge discount. One more time. For 20% off, visit eliquid.com slash garden. Again, eliquid.com slash garden. Use the promo code garden during checkout. Hey everybody, it's Drags, Mike Petralia back at the Auerbach Center, 2018 Celtics Draft Headquarters. He's Josue Pavone. That's right. And you are Chris Grenham. We are here to recap what just took place in the first round. Pick number 27, Celtics stayed where they were. They did not trade up. They didn't trade into the second round. With the 27th pick, they take Robert Williams, a big man out of Texas A&M, 6'10". But the bigger story might be his wingspan, guys, and his mm-hmm. rebounding ability, his ability to play above the rim. Seven foot six wingspan. I'll start with you, Joe Sway. What impresses you most about Robert Williams joining the Celtics? His athleticism, Trags. You know, you talk about his athleticism, what the Celtics team does defensively, how they're defensive-minded, and how someone like that gives them a lot of options. I like what Brad Stevens had to say about the fact that, you know, you surround him with shooters, and that guy is going to get easy twos. He's going to develop his offense eventually. But the Defense is what stands out the most about Robert Williams, and I think that's going to be, uh, you know, vital throughout his uh, progression. And I think that he can—he's a guy who can contribute defensively right away. I think. To Joe Sway's point, Chris, uh, we have heard so much over the last several years as Brad Stevens' program has really rocketed up towards the top of the Eastern Conference. The one thing they do need is a rim protector. We've mm-hmm. heard those two words ad nauseum. Now. They have one. They do. Robert Williams is the rim protector in this draft. I think, you know, obviously his discipline and some of his work ethic is what caused him to slide down the draft boards. You know, this could end up being the steal of the first round, honestly. He was projected to go somewhere in the late teens, and Mm -hmm. he ended up sliding down to 27, which was great. You know, they need a rim protector, and I think, you know, some of that discipline, disciplinary issues on the defensive end, he can learn from Al Horford. What better person to learn from Mm -hmm. than Al Horford, in my opinion? So I think that's great. But in terms of athleticism, just like Josue pointed out, you're not going to get a better athletic big than Robert Williams. Okay, who can help him with the work ethic here in Boston? I think Al Horford is a great example. We saw what he did and what he meant to this team, especially in the postseason, you know, for him to mold a young mind. I mean, he certainly has taken that leadership role. And I can't think of another big man, I mean, besides Daniel Tice that has sort of, you know, put together that sort of potential defensively. But I think Robert Williams has a a really good shot of surpassing what we've seen out of Tice, at least up until this point. I'm very excited to see how this unfolds. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, I think, a little bit different than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I had Mm -hmm. a chance to ask Brad Stevens with the culture the Celtics have created here. They've had young players, 19-year-olds like a Jason Tatum or a 20-year-old like Jalen Brown back when he was a rookie out of Cal come in and contribute right away. I think this this situation, Chris, is a little bit different. It is. You know, obviously when you bring in Tatum and stuff, he's a you know, a potential star right off the bat, and he's a high lottery pick, but he's not as aggressive. He's not a big rim runner like Robert Williams, and I think it's just uh, not really the you know the conventional Brad Stevens, Danny Inch pick that we've mm-hmm. seen over the last couple of years. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. So it'll be interesting to see how they work him in. Again, his defensive prowess can can really really help them out with rim protection and playing above the rim, which a lot of bigs haven't done here in the last couple of years. So I think his style of play is different, and I think they'll adapt well. You know, I trust Brad Stevens to to work him in effectively. Certainly he's earned that. Joe Sway, I think the physicality is something we're looking forward to in Robert Williams. Oh, absolutely. In the paint, that aggression. You know, we've Mm -hmm. seen other guys, you know, maybe – 
undersized guys that have been in that you know similar role but this is a guy who has the athleticism has the length has the body that you want to see down low and also he can move a bit you know he can switch uh, positions defensively he's a he's a he's a you know a bit flexible in that sense so those are the type of guys I think that you know you pretty much got to look at it as a steal right now yeah at the end of the first round in this draft you know a draft full with a bunch of big men who uh, you know uh, were taking most of them were taking the top ten, but this is a guy you know that slid all the way down to the end of the first round, and again it's a steal, no brainer for the Celtics. At the end of uh, Brad's answer to me, he dropped some four one one, letting everybody know that uh, <laughs> Robert Williams is expected in town in Boston uh, this coming Sunday. Cats out the he, bag. He will address <laughs> the media the following Friday, that'd be June 29th here in Boston, probably here at the brand-new Digs, the Auerbach Center. We'll have you covered, of course, as always, on CLNS Media. Follow us on Twitter, at Celtics CLNS. He is Joe Sway Pavone. You are Chris Grenham. I'm Mike Petralia. That's it for now.